0: You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us for this Viva podcast. Current milling technologies and materials have made indirect restorations more accessible to the dental practitioner. With many choices available, clinicians must first decide if an indirect procedure is indicated, and if so, which material is best suited for their specific application. Today we'll be discussing increasing positive outcomes with milled restorative techniques. Our guest is Dr. Jeff Horowitz, founder and clinical director for Advanced Sleep and TMJ Centers, and founder of Advanced Dentistry, a multidisciplinary group practice in the Conway Myrtle Beach, South Carolina area. Before we get started, I would like to thank our sponsor, VOCO America. As many of you know, VOCO is a world leader in manufacturing of premium products in the fields of preventative, restorative, and prosthetic dentistry. VOCO prides itself on its unparalleled research and development and meticulous manufacturing processes. VOCO products are widely used and enjoyed in North America and across the globe. So thank you VOCO for your sponsorship of this podcast. And now let's introduce our guest, Dr. Horowitz. It's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk.
1: Phil, great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: If you would, tell us a little bit about the hybrid CAD-CAM block category. And then from your perspective, have you noticed a change or an evolution in regard to the dentist's response and acceptance of the hybrid CAD-CAM block
1: category? so uh, i have to say that that for sure the early composite blocks um, received a a lot of skepticism in dentistry and so from this because these resin blocks either didn't bond very well came off lacked the strength they developed this new category of hybrid blocks which incorporated ceramic particles and grandio block took this a step further voco Uh, what they did was they created a very highly filled nanoceramic filler um, within the resin matrix. And so what you end up with is something that's really, really strong, yet really, really bondable because of that highly filled uh, nanoceramic that's incorporated into it. So with that said, we know that there were a lot of D-bonds and, 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 a, and a lot of uh, strength problems, uh, fractures and things that we saw with the old resin blocks. So like I said, they, they got a bad rap, um, but really now it's become a great choice, particularly because of the efficiency. There is no firing step. We can have a patient out the door in about an hour, an hour and a half and they just have an amazing restoration that holds up really, really well. So
0: you see a trend, as I mentioned earlier, uh, kind of like if we could say an evolution in regard to this material as being accepted and more widely used by the clinician for the milling of these? For sure,
1: yeah, for sure. But I I think that there's still a a large category of dentists that hear hybrid block and are like, oh, I heard those weren't good. And and they're partially right the old ones weren't good but uh the newer technology particularly this nano ceramic uh technology developed by Voco has really just brought these products light years ahead and so we're in a whole new category and and their efficiency and and strength are just uh absolutely incredible.
0: So the zirconia material has obviously become more commonplace. It's becoming a pretty common choice, as a matter of fact, for a substrate for a crown. Uh, and it seems like this trend is increasing with zirconia. And then, of course, you have Emax, which is still the gold standard. So where do you see nanoceramics fitting
1: into all this? You know, that, that's really interesting. I mean, look, zirconia and lithium disilicate have both been around for a while. They're both great materials, but there is no one-size-fits-all in dentistry. And uh, as we all know that uh, both of these materials have some less than desirable characteristics. So uh, I think the first thing that I would need to address is, is really workflow. Uh, both lithium disilicate and zirconia require a second firing or centering step. And that's gonna add an additional 20 to 30 minutes to any appointment. Uh, if you're milling in house, like I like to do, Um, then, you know, I I don't want to take that extra 30, 35 minutes, you know, sometimes even as much as 40 minutes. For the offices that have to send off to a lab, you know, they have to make a temporary and that's going to add additional time and additional expense. So knowing the temporaries leak or come off, there's just too many places that workflow can be disrupted. So the other thing that you have to address when you're looking at a comparison of these materials is that um, it is, you know, the physical properties. Zirconia is hard. It has no shock absorbing ability, and that can be really destructive to the opposing dentition or, or restorations. It's also really difficult to bond well, and a non retentive prep can really lead to disaster with zirconia. On the other hand, Emax is a great material in the aesthetic zone, but let's face it, we've all seen Emax fractures in in high stress areas even when it's at ideal thickness. You thin it out too much and and it doesn't hold up well at all in the back of the mouth and um certainly like zirconia, it's very tough to repair. So then along comes something like Grandio block which is, you know, a bondable shock absorbing easily repairable aesthetic material that doesn't need to be fired in and you can see why it's become such a huge part of my restorative practice
0: so how does the strength of that hybrid block compare to for instance emax now it's probably it's not as strong as zirconia
1: right no 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 it's not but but that's one of the reasons that it has this desirable characteristic of of having some shock absorption. There's a lot of give that's built into this. We don't necessarily want the hardest material. We want something that has some forgivability, some shock absorbing ability, but yet still has bondability. And that's kind of one of the most ideal characteristics of this block. And it's really not that far away from the overall strength of Emacs. And, and even though in, in hardness it may not quite equal Emax, what we see is fewer fractures because this material performs better when it's, when it's in uh, thinner applications.
0: Yeah, less likely to fracture at the, the thin margins. So what cases would you absolutely not use this and say, I can't put a nanoceramic on this prep?
1: Uh, you know there there are not many applications that that I would say that I've placed them on second molars. I love placing them over implants because uh, as we all know, the implant has no ligaments, and there's absolutely no give in the system. We've all seen emacs fracture over the top of an implant um, I've used it in the aesthetic zone when when I've needed something quickly. Um, the aesthetics are actually quite nice. That's the other thing that these nano ceramic particles do is they allow a polishability that really approaches many of the ceramics that we're using these days. So to say, that, you know, is there an application where I would absolutely say it's contraindicated? I can't really think of one uh, offhand, other than you know if I had a really really high strength need. Um, say on a second molar, then I might consider zirconia first. And if I had a very highly uh, aesthetically motivated patient, then I might lean more towards a a ceramic restoration.
0: Yeah, and I was gonna ask you about that. As far as aesthetics go, for most patients, you think the hybrid block is satisfactory.
1: I've done so many of these now, and they're absolutely gorgeous, and they polish almost like ceramic, but there is still a resin component. Um, so you're not going to get the same kind of light transmission. And like anything else, you know, there's no one size fits all, but uh, this material really does fit most.
0: Now, what about uh, long-term durability? What are we looking at as far as how many years does a patient get out of, you know, number 30 using a hybrid block or number 30 using zirconia or Emacs?
1: That's a really tough question to answer because, You know, most failures that we see, and I actually teach a course uh, just about this alone, that most failures that that we see in dentistry, we always want to blame the material. We always want to blame the bonding agent. We want to blame the adhesive. And very often it's inattention to function or inattention to the specific circumstance that the restoration is is being applied to. So, you know, I, I would really say that I don't ever tell patients, you know, I don't ever say this is going to last X amount of time. It all depends on the specific circumstance that we're using the material with them. And, but I tell them all that I expect comparable results. I'm not going to put a material in the mouth that I don't expect to last as well as another material choice. I'm just not going to put my patients in that situation. And we've really not seen... Uh, any concern to think that we're going to get less time. And in fact, I believe we'll get more time in some of the high stress areas out of these grandio blocks um, than we have out of prior Emax blocks, you know, for some inlays and onlays.
0: Yeah. Now, as far as marginal integrity and and leakage, Obviously, with the ability to do this bonding with the hyperblock, it seems to me you can maintain better marginal integrity with it.
1: We see less marginal chipping with grandio block than we did with Emacs. The other thing is, is if you look under a microscope at at the margins uh, of a milled Emacs crown versus a grandio block, um, what you'll see is is a much smoother surface. There's there's a lot less chipping and breaking. So you're starting out with a with a cleaner margin to start with, or a better sealed margin to start with, and you're not really asking your adhesives to do as as much as we were asking them to do before.
0: Mm-hmm. So the workflow you mentioned that's a key thing, right? I mean, you're saving what you say twenty to thirty minutes uh, without right. having to so- fire.
1: Yeah, if if we mill zirconia or if we uh, mill Emacs, we're going to have to go to a, a firing step or a centering step in the case of zirconia. And, you know, between taking it out of the milling machine, putting it into the firing oven, that adds, you know, another 20, 30, you know, 35 minutes, whatever it is. So, you know, the, the most important commodity That we have as dentists is 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 our time, and and you know if we're turning a room over a half of an hour faster uh, with a restoration that's just as high a quality, then you know it 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 just becomes, you know it it becomes a no brainer really.
0: Yeah, and actually with COVID, especially, we're looking to make sure that we minimize chair time because you can't see as you know it's just not feasible to see as many patients as you did pre COVID. And we'll return I to the, the number
1: of visits, Phil. Because I mean, a lot of people are having to charge PPE fees. That's right. a whole other story. Um, you know, PPE costs have have gone so high. The materials are hard to get, mm-hmm. and patients want to minimize the number of times they come to the office. Look for people who don't have milling capabilities in their office. You can request grandio block from your laboratory. You can send your scans. You can send your impressions. I, for one, have just always been, been more partial to not sending a patient away with a, with a temporary, which is the weakest link for emergency calls and for micro leakage. So I just prefer to go that way. But, but the choice is there for everybody.
0: Yeah, no, that makes total sense. So how long has this hybrid block uh, material been available? Is it a couple of years now?
1: Yeah, it, it's a couple of years. I first started using the the grandio block um, about I want to say close to two years ago, and uh, really just knocked my socks off because I was one of those people that that really had a, a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth for resin and and for um, so called hybrid blocks that just didn't perform the way they said they were going to. Uh, not to mention aesthetically, they they just didn't live up to what I had hoped that they would. And so when when Grandio came around and and I first put it into my milling machine, I was uh, man, I was I was just blown away.
0: Yeah, that's and nice.
1: and still to this date, Phil, I haven't seen. Uh, I'm gonna I, my desk is aluminum, unfortunately, it is not wood. But if I had wood, I'd knock on it. Um, I just have not seen fracturing. On these grandio blocks, and I've got them over implants. I've got them in onlay applications, and mm-hmm. um, you know I've got them on some second molars. I've uh, I've got quite a few anterior teeth that are still looking good. Patients are happy.
0: Right now, from I'm a retired endodontist. From the standpoint of doing endodontics on the tooth, it's certainly more enjoyable to go through a hybrid block than zirconia. Right, as far as if for for that you know. Right. Yeah. So, so, and again, that's not a reason to
1: use a hybrid block, but well, you might you bring up think- a really good yeah. point though, because if you think about this, let's say you have a tooth that's, that's in question for endodontic therapy, but you don't want to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. So what was the thought process before? Oh, I'll put you in a temporary. We'll see how the tooth does. But, you know, then we're opening them up to micro leakage and bacterial infestation and and so, you know, did we really, did we really do them a favor? Maybe we we were the tipping point that made them require the endodontic therapy. I would rather seal off the tooth with something that's going to be easily repairable. So if I have to go through it or I have to refer them to you, then we're going to drill right through the crown, and because it's got this resin matrix, we have something that we can easily repair and and it's going to be a high strength repair
0: right yeah see that's and again i'm looking at it from the standpoint of endodontics but no i'm glad as a gp you corroborated that i appreciate no that. no I, yeah. I
1: think that's great perspective i'm yeah. glad you brought
0: that up uh what's the general feedback you're getting from patients that have had these hybrid uh restorations in their mouth for a period of time what are you hearing on recare visits
1: so actually the first thing we hear is when they're leaving the office. Um, you know, when, when a patient leaves your office in an hour, an hour and 15 minutes with a final restoration, they're like, I can't believe that. I used to, you know, my old dentist I used to go to, it was an hour and a half and I left with a temporary and then the temporary would come off. And, you know, so so I hear this all the time this is incredible, I'm leaving your office in the same amount of time and I have a really good looking restoration on my tooth. But the other thing that we're finding, of course, this is anecdotal to some degree, I'd love to see the research on this, um, but we're having less post-operative discomfort. Now, again, um, what I would attribute that to is the shock absorbing ability. So you leave a zirconia crown high, and you're just beating that tooth up, and the inflammatory process takes over, and you know you're you're not gonna fare well if that patient doesn't come in right away and have the crown adjusted where with the uh with the hybrid block with the grandio block, we're getting so much give in the restoration that perhaps it's dampening that inflammatory effect. So we've seen much less post-op sensitivity uh, since we've been placing these restorations.
0: Interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting comment. Uh, Interesting finding. And it is anecdotal, but somebody may publish something one day and uh, that lower modulus, well, actually the higher modulus of elasticity of the zirconia versus the lower modulus of the hybrid.
1: Maybe we'll have a project together, Phil.
0: Yeah, there you go. There you go, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, actually, I was an enge- I went to engineering school at Penn before dental school, and we we did a lot of laboratory work on modulus of elasticity and 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 yeah. testing that on the instrument machines. And it was very interesting to see. A lot of it was with dental posts, but the key thing, even with a, a dental post, is not to attach the dental post to the root system tightly. You want to have a buffer zone of cement because you you, you really just want to carry the forces from the restoration into the root. And dissipate that where the modulus tries to stay harmonious. Yeah. With that harmonious environment, you're less likely to get fracture. So you're you know, thinking. Your thinking I, makes total sense. I can talk
1: to you forever because I, I love to get my nerd on about this kind of stuff yeah, too. Yeah. And really, all we do with different post systems is is just change the mode of failure. You know, where is the failure going to be? Too rigid, you're going to fracture the right. root you know, and, and too flexible, then, you know, the coronal portion might fracture. Exactly.
0: Right. So, you a, know,
1: all we're doing is, is changing the mode of failure, but, um, you know, we, yeah. we have to accept that it's a compromised situation to start with. Right. right.
0: That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. Well, yeah. listen, it's been great, great stuff here, Dr. Horowitz. I appreciate your time very much. We'll, you know, have you on more podcasts and hopefully some Viva webinars. We're getting literally thousands and thousands of listens a week now on this program um all the major podcast programs have picked it up and uh, we have now a, a very cool mobile interface on viva learning so you can listen to the podcast just go to vivalearning.com and you can listen to the podcast and i'm talking to the audience right now but again having people like you has really made this a successful program and uh, we look forward to having you on a future podcast soon
1: oh thanks i really enjoyed the conversation phil